Hey, howdy, the government is still acting to bail people out all of the time, whether they're big companies or whatever it is, they do it. They're always writing checks, spending money that isn't their money. It happened back in 1794 in the state of Georgia. The legislators in Georgia were crooked like hind legs of dogs, don't you know? And land companies, four of them came along and said, hey, we'll pay you half a million dollars if you will sell us 40 million acres at 25 cents an acre. Would you do that, please? And they did. They did. Can you imagine? Hey, people are upset and they went to the polls and they kicked all of these guys out of office. They elected a bunch of new guys and a year later they have what was called the rescinding act or some such and they reversed it. And they said, we're not going to do this. Ha ha, gotcha. And we're going to put everybody in jail and again, ha ha. Not so fast though, because then what happened is these four companies went together, got together, went to New York City, Philadelphia and some other cities and they sold bonds thousands of bonds and they made all kinds of money. All of a sudden you had all of these people screaming when they became suspicious and finally found out it was fraudulent and said, we've lost millions of dollars, help us. The state of Georgia said, we'll help you a little bit, must be our fault, and they wrote a check. Then they turned everything over to the feds and the feds said, hey, we'll give you, state of Georgia, a couple of million bucks. They did that and then other people sued the feds because now that was the deal. You can now sue the feds instead of the state of Georgia, when in fact you should have gone after the crooks. But taxpayers they had to step up and they did. Hey, a bad thing. And it's still going on in today's world. The government's getting into businesses and people's business rather than ain't their business. Hey, just sharing with you. Now, we got a Trump Times section. I get all of his emails. I got to tell you about some of them because they're just kind of good. Kind of hilarious, kind of good. The Tucker Carlson show that he had the same night as the debates has over 250 million views now around the world. That's a quarter of a billion. Wow. I, this is the most famous guy in the entire world. Love him, hate him. I, it doesn't matter. He's a big deal. Hey, this Trump email here is about marketing. He says this, Brian, <laughs> I know it can be said often, but honestly, it can't be said enough. I need money. Donate money to my cause. But if you're doing poorly right now due to the incompetent and sinister people running our country, the very same tyrants who would arrest an innocent man just to remain in power, please don't even think about donating. I mean it. Take care of your family and yourself first. Your thoughts and prayers during these dark times for our nation are more than enough. And don't worry, very soon we will win the White House back and we will turn this thing around. <laughs> Trump, that's a great email. Every politician, all they do is say, give me all of the time. Trump is saying, give me. But firstly, he's saying, don't give me if you can't afford it. That's good salesmanship. Here's another email. By now, Brian, you may have heard that this mugshot that was taken to me for my wrongful arrest in Atlanta is selling like hotcakes. <laughs> Here's my booking number, 2313827. We're just a few minutes away from raising another little bit of money and we'll be at 10 million. Please help. And the next email, of course, said, we're there now. Pardon me. We're just about there now. When we get there, whoever does it last, gives the last dollar of the 10 million, I'll phone him, he says, and we'll have a chat. <laughs> and then there's this one. Uh, days before uh, I announced my 2024 presidential campaign, Crooked Joe declared on national television the serious efforts will be taken to stop me from being able to take power ever again. That is election interference. I don't need Trump to tell me that. That is interference of an election. That's not even nice. That is crooked. That's just wrong. And he goes on to say, hey, 
why would, why would you vote for Biden? Oh, if I was Biden, this is what I would say. I'm paraphrasing a little bit. This is what I would say. I have a plan to raise your taxes, make it impossible for you to buy a house, charge you $8 for a gallon of gas, let violent criminals out of jail, demolish our southern border, censor your free speech, mobilize the FBI against you. Hey, how do you like me now? Maybe you should all vote for me. In November, on the 5th, 2024, Americans, wake up. Vote for me. That's what Trump is saying in his emails. Good emails. Hey, moving on here now to something that you can really grab hold of and chew. Oh, chew, chew. That'll be bubble gum and gum. All gum. All gum. Is gum biodegradable? It is not. I mean, you spit your gum out, it's there forever. Some Martian's going to come here years from now and say, this looks like gum. <laughs> and it will be gum. Chewing gum includes plastics. There's plastic in the gum. Why haven't the environmental people woken up to this? That's because they probably chew gum. And they say, it's okay because we like it. Plastics are in gum. It's not fully biodegradable. Uh, evidence is can be seen on sidewalks, desks, streets, and black and wads of gum everywhere. And they're around for hundreds of years. And there's rubber polymer in gum. And ExxonMobil says that uh, this rubber is not biodegradable, and they use it to make tires for cars. <laughs> the production and disposal of chewing gum creates a range of environmental consequences that may seem trivial, but add up to a significant problem. <laughs> Many of these ingredients are made from petroleum, which is fossil fuel, and the extraction of petroleum, of course, is a major problem for environmental nutcases. So what about the gum? How do they overlook the gum? Somehow it happened. The transportation of fossil fuels, of course, is another issue. You got to drive the oil to get somewhere to make the gum. And Greenpeace people, and in some cases, gum actually in, contains toxins, including a bunch of words that I can't pronounce and I'm not even going to try. I'm going to try. Come on, try. You get it? I don't know what it is, but it doesn't sound very safe. When I go to a grocery store, which isn't often, I look at the ingredients on things. I've never done it with gum. Have you? I know many people do, I don't think. They buy gum and they chew it. Hey, robberies, moving on. Robberies in Chicago. There are so many. I, I, it, it's incredible. Recently, there was two separate uh, cases or instances when reporters had their cameras and everything set up reporting on a robbery and they were robbed. <laughs> That's kind of ironic, a little bit funny, not so much, but sort of. Robbers came up and said, hey, give me all your wallets, give me all your jewelry, give me all your stuff. And in both cases, each took some of the cameras. Wow. Now, in Canada, uh, it has happened. A lot of big companies are leaving. There's a variety of reasons, but Kimberly Clark with Kleenex. Kleenex, I mean, that's synonymous with tissue. Uh, Kleenex has now left Canada. They say, we can't handle it anymore. You go cry on somebody else's shoulder because we will do it anymore. But, but, but. Canada's market is not all friendly, all that friendly to foreign businesses. Canada, there is so much protection. I'm having a hard time with the tongue today. It's kind of not working. You can talk better than me. I think you know what I'm trying to say. And the federal government, you can't work with them. They're almost impossible. They really are. And then, of course, is that two-language thing. You get a box, Kleenex box. You can't give your message properly because half of it has to be in a language that 90% of Canadians don't understand, and that's French. No politician ever brings that up. I mean, it's cost trillions of dollars. Trillions with a T. Bilingualism. Really? You're kidding me, right? Nobody knows what is going on here. And it's been in Canada, I think, for about 30 years, maybe 40, maybe 45. But that's happening. Kleenex products were manufactured in 19, uh, in, pardon me, 78 countries, sold in more than 196 countries. It was introduced 99 years ago, July 12, 1924. 
I've been to their plant, Kimberly Clark in Redlands, California. Nice plant. And now they're not shipping to Canada anymore. All because of politics, because of dumb things. And the people get to uh, pay for it. Not really, because they can't buy it. But hey, you know what I mean? Y'all come back. See ya.